Wow, soul fam, you are in for a very deeply reverent and honoring treat today. And for any of you new to Ceremony Circle podcast, I am your host and shaman and author of the best-selling book, Animal Power, Allison Charles. And like I said, we are all blessed to share in this potent ancient wisdom space today with Manadi Ashugwa, the spiritual leader of the Sapara Nation and Ecuadorian Amazon. And I have been connected with Manadi for a while and have taken part in his Dream World Online program. And with less than 600 of the Sapara Nation peoples left on the planet, and Manari being their leader, it felt so imperatively vital to have him on Ceremony Circle so we can all do our part to keep their ancient Amazonian wisdom traditions alive. In today's special voyage, we are also being joined by the amazing Jessica Shear. She is the bridge and translator in making today's Ceremony Circle voyage possible. And in this voyage, we will cover what Maki Haunu is. We will dive into the world of dreams, why learning to work with your dreams is so important and how to do so. And I took listener questions from those of you over on my Instagram at I am Allison Charles. If you sent in your questions, I chose some of you and then we learned straight from Manati what it means if your ex visits you in your dreams, how to change challenging dreams, and what it means if any of the elements like fire or strong winds show up for you in your dreams and much more. Most importantly, if you'd like to enter the world of dreams with Manati yourself, you can enroll right now in his Dream World program at dreamworldprogram.com. And you can use code ROCKSTAR10 at checkout. And using that code will allow you to make a donation to the Zapata peoples and their sacred traditions and land. So simply by entering that discount code into your checkout, you will automatically be donating. It's pretty incredible. And as Manadi is also the founder of NACU, a healing retreat center in Ecuador, I also wanted to receive his wisdom teachings on the importance of working with Grandmother Medicine Ayahuasca. And if you receive the call to do so, the importance of how to work with her in an honoring way, reasons you should not work with her, and also the importance of integration. You'll hear his amazing perspectives on all of this. We cover additional listener questions like, what are the special or unique qualities that the Zapata Nation values and recognizes in women among others? And as very few people speak the ancient Zapata language of Quechua, I ask Manadi to share some Quechua words and so we can do our part to keep this ancient language and the potent divine transmissions that it carries with it alive. We close with Manadi guiding a song that calls in everyone's spirit and heart medicine, that connects our knowledge with heart and roots us into earth so we can bring in the message for the earth and all beings. Oh my goodness, what an honor this all is. And if you feel called, you might want to clear your space before you continue any further in this interview voyage. Perhaps you want to even bring an offering for Manati and the Sapata people and the Sapata nation into the space for this very valuable time that we're blessed to have with this leader. So if you feel called to do any of that, please do so. 
And at the end of the episode, you'll learn where to get in touch if you feel called to visit Naku in the jungle, work with Manati on Zoom, and you'll also learn the websites you can visit to simply give a donation to help preserve these sacred ways. So here we go, fam. Ayahuasca and Makihaunu, connecting to the unseen realms to remember your true nature with Manati Ashigwa. Okay, beautiful. Jessica and Minari, such an honor to meet you both. Thank you so much. And I just wanted to open the space with providing a, a honoring offering to you, Minari, and your peoples and your sacred lands. It's an offering of sacred tobacco and some rose from my heart to you and your peoples. Gracias. So I would love to just dive straight into the beautiful world of Makihaunu. And I love that word so much. It's the ancient Amazonian wisdom for remembering, interpreting, and being guided by your own dreams. And it's such powerful medicine. So my question with Manadi and your work with Maki Haunu is of all the wisdoms that you have to share, why were you so called to help reconnect people all over the world to working with their dreams specifically? Eh, a, a ver, en mundo de Maki Haunu, nosotros eh, como mundo Safara venimos preparando hace mucho tiempo atrás para compartir la sabiduría del mundo de Maquijaún. No nos daba tiempo ni el espacio para comenzar, pero cuando comenzó la pandemia, era un espacio bastante grande para comenzar a compartir, eh, enseñarles cómo entrar en el mundo espiritual globalmente y desde ese mundo comenzar a entender la vida para poder entender los, los cambios reales que pasan en el mundo material y también conocernos cada uno de nosotros, nuestras historias como humanos. Con esa intención nosotros empezamos a compartir el mundo de Maquijauno y también con ayuda de la compañera Jessica nos abrió este, esta puerta al mundo. Minari shares that the Zapata Nation has been prepared to share this wisdom of Makihaunu, the path of connecting to the spirit world for a lot of time, but really until the pandemic came, that door wasn't quite open. And when the pandemic arrived, it really opened the space to be able to share this wisdom and really share with people how to connect with the spirit world so that people can really understand what is life. What is their life, the story of humanity, as well as understanding the real changes that are happening here on this earth in the physical realm. And with that intention and with the connection of getting to know me, Jessica, we were able to share this message online with people now. Beautiful. And I'm also curious, um, it's my understanding that of the Zapata Nation peoples, uh, where there once was, you know, a couple hundred thousand of Zapata Nation peoples, it's now less than 600. And I'm curious, 
if Manadi at some point received a calling or a divine instruction uh, for him to start to share some of these ancient teachings of his peoples more publicly and through social media? Was it due partially to the fact of his peoples uh, reducing in numbers and wanting these wisdoms to stay alive? Um. A ver, este, sí, la población Zapara éramos una población bastante grande, más de 300.000 personas con 32 dialectos. Nosotros en nuestro territorio entraron empresas de caucho con enfermedades, hubo esclavitud en nuestro territorio, mataron a muchos jóvenes mayores, cortaron brazo, así se fueron terminando nuestra cultura y al final nos quedamos muy pocas personas. Eh, ahora estamos como 700 personas, porque la diferencia de, de 570 a 700 son, son eh, generación de muy jóvenes, también los niños. Y para nosotros, eh, en, en este camino que estamos haciendo en peligro de desaparecernos, y nosotros con los mayores, también consultando con las personas que ya no están con nosotros, y tomamos esa decisión de comenzar a compartir nuestra sabiduría para no irnos con todo nuestro conocimiento si desaparecemos un momento al mundo espiritual. Entonces, por eso comenzamos a, a compartir nuestro conocimiento y explicar un poquito más allá de, de esta realidad de donde nuestra cultura, nuestra fuerza, nuestro poder, nuestra sabiduría, cómo, cómo está estructurado en la selva. Y de esa forma la gente nos puede entender cuando escuchan a ah, los áparas, ellos son esta clase de personas. Y por esa, por esa razón nosotros tomamos esa decisión de comenzar a compartir con las demás culturas del mundo. Minari shares that, yeah, once upon a time, they were a population of about 300,000 people, and now they're about 700. And a large portion of those people are youth, are children that are now being born into the world. And that is partially due to the, at one time, the rubber industry entered their territory and with that brought a lot of disease and slavery and killing of the youth and killing of the elders that have happened. And now with this threat of being extinct, going into extinction, the population that exists now decided to consult the elders that, that are still alive, as well as those who have transcended and connecting with them through the spirit world to really understand what what do we do if we go extinct do we want our wisdom to go extinct with us or do we want this wisdom to carry on and when people one day talk about the sapara people will they really know who we were and so this process of sharing the knowledge and deciding to share the knowledge also is sharing what exists beyond this reality this physical reality and knowing how things are structured in the jungle and what that reality looks like so one day people will really be able to understand who the sapara were and for this reason they've made the decision to share the knowledge mm, so beautiful uh, lights up my heart hearing that I'm so nice 
So specifically with the world of Maki Haonu, I would love for him to share a couple of the main reasons why people would want to better connect with the dream world. Is it to gain clarity and answers for their life? Is it to receive healing or to send healing to other parts of the world? What are a couple of the main reasons um, he feels people should uh, develop a better connection to their dreams? Para conectar con el mundo de Maki Haonu es conocer, eh, primero, conocernos nosotros en, desde el mundo espiritual la esencia de nosotros. Porque esto que estamos viendo en este cuerpo es, se ve de una manera eh, interesante, pero cuando, por, pongo un ejemplo, cuando vemos una fruta, cuando se ve una fruta se ve atractivo, maduro, pero cuando partes esa fruta y comienzas a comer, sientes el, el alimento, el, el, la esencia de esa fruta. Entonces, lo mismo somos nosotros cuando salimos del, del cuerpo, nuestra esencia sale del cuerpo, se transformado y, en, en chaguano, entra en ese mundo. Entonces, esa esencia es muy importante conocer para equilibrar a este cuerpo, para que esté bien en, en este mundo. Entonces, por eso es lo que nosotros hemos comenzado a decir a la gente globalmente, a muchas culturas del mundo, porque en las grandes ciudades hay este sufrimiento de estrés, ansiedad, malestar, Todas esas cosas, y eso nosotros en la selva no tenemos. ¿Por qué no tenemos? Porque nosotros vivimos con el mundo de Maquijaun, y ahí nos equilibra nuestra vida. Conoces una parte de la vida con este cuerpo, y otra parte de la vida conoces de este mundo de Maquijaun, y tienes un, un equilibrio perfecto para el cuerpo. Con, con esa intención es lo que nosotros hemos comenzado a enseñar a las personas. We tell Menari. Menari shares that in reality, when we start to dream and we get connected with the world of Maki Haonu, we're really getting to know ourselves. We're getting to know ourselves in a deep way from the spirit world, the essence of who we are. And Menari shares an example. He shares, for example, a fruit. Let's say we look at a fruit and we see from the outside, wow, this fruit looks so ripe, so beautiful. And then we open the fruit and we begin to eat the fruit. We actually get to know the essence of this fruit. We can taste it. We can feel it. And Menari shares, that's the same when we dream, when we enter the world of Makihanu, the world of spirit, we get to actually see what is this physical body and not just looking at it from the outside, but seeing the essence of who we are. And Minari shares that this actually helps bring us balance. This is what brings us the stability in life. For example, many people in cities suffer from anxiety, from stress, and from feeling bad, and that in the jungle, they don't suffer from any of that. And why is that? That's because they live in two worlds. They both live in this physical reality, and they also live in the spirit world and understand that that brings them balance that helps bring the perfect balance when you can live in the both realities it brings the perfect balance to our life to not have that level of suffering mm -hmm. oh. and 
specifically, um, you know, I know there are infinite possibilities in terms of how people can begin to open themselves up to the world of Makihanu. I chose this week to listen to one of Manadi's Ikaros. And for the Soul family joining us, if you are new to the word Ikaro, it's a Quechua word referring to a medicine song that's used in ceremonies traditionally by shamans to help us connect to the spirit world. Does Manadi have a recommendation for those feeling the call to open up to Makihanu? Does uh, he think a good first step would be to listen to one of his Ikaros or what would be a good first step for some people to take? A ver, eh, eh, para conectar con el mundo de Makihanu, el Makihanu quiere decir ese es camino para entrar en el mundo de eh, Zawano, en el mundo espiritual. Ese es un camino. Eh, hay otras formas de hacer, por ejemplo, si tomas un yauna, si tomas eh, jauneca, eh, si tomas floripondio, eh, yauna, y, y con todas esas cosas se abre esa puerta y conectas con un sabano. Y si vas este, también en el mundo moderno, hay la meditación, calmas la mente, tranquilizas y entras en el mundo de Makihauna. Esas son lo, las técnicas, las tecnologías que se usan naturalmente para entrar en el mundo de Makihauna. Los Icaros, los Icaros que yo canto, bueno, cualquier líder espiritual que canta, los Icaros son para llamar a los... Eh, a los chavanos, a los espíritus. Llamarle, preguntamos, trabajamos, ellos vienen, no vienen para mucho tiempo, vienen un ratito ahí, conversan rápido y se van. No se quedan ahí. Entonces, los, los, nosotros decimos, y cara sirve para llamar a los espíritus. Manari wants to clarify that Makihaunu really means the translation is the path to connect to the spirit world. And there's many paths, many ways to do that. So one is through our dreams. Another path is through working with plants. For example, ayahuasca, which in Zapara is yauna or tobacco, jauneca or floripondio y shauna. So there's different plants that we can also work with to connect to the spirit world. And in the modern world, one practice that many people use is meditation and meditation is used to really just calm our mind. And then through there, we can enter the spirit world. And for example, the Icaros, the reason that men, that Manari shares them and many shamans work with this technique is it's actually to call on the spirit. So when the chanting begins, they're using that as a way to connect and converse with the spirit. So the spirits can come, give a message and then go. They don't stay for that long. They have a conversation and then the spirits go. And that's what the intention is there. Mm. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you for that clarification. I was starting to receive uh, that before he spoke it. So thank you for that confirmation. I would love specifically with dreams. Uh, one thing that I read is that if you have an unfavorable dream that you can change that dream upon waking up, if you feel that dream would not be beneficial for your body or spirit. And one example of how you can do that 
is filling a glass of water, thinking about that dream, and then drinking the whole glass without stopping. Um, number one, I just want to make sure that that's accurate. And number two, I would love if he could share any other tip or ritual that comes to his mind around uh, dream time. A ver, eh, sí, una forma de hacer es tomando el agua, un vaso de agua, pensando en el sueño, tomas rápido, sin parar, así tú, ya, cambia el sueño. Y otra forma de hacer es, pones a una persona, le soplas de atrás, y esa persona se asusta, cambia, cambia el sueño. Y también eh, nosotros lo hacemos con, bueno, en la selva no tenemos almohada, pero... Nosotros tenemos unos, eh, nuestra ropa mismo dobladito. Cuando tenemos sueños que nos está, es un sueño que no nos deja dormir, eh, cogemos esa almohada, damos la vuelta, cambia el sueño. También practicamos eso. Ya, yeah. ya. Yeah. Manari shares that yes, the drinking the water is one technique, that you have a full glass of water and you just drink it quickly in one gulp while thinking about the dream and he's sharing a few other techniques for the same thing. If you have a dream that you want to change in the jungle, what they actually do is they put the person that had the dream in the center and then somebody else goes behind them and fills their mouth up with water and actually blows the water onto the person's back with the intention of shocking their body. Mm -hmm. And with shocking the body, it helps change the dream. Mm. And another technique that they use is flipping a pillow. Manari shares that in the jungle, they actually don't have pillows, but they might have folded up clothes that they rest their head on. So if in the night, if there's a bad dream, they can just take that and flip it over. And in the modern world, if we do have pillows, that's a technique we can use is take the pillow in the night. If we want to change, if we wake ourselves up and want to change the dream in the moment, just simply flip the pillow upside down and go back to bed. Amazing. So with my community on Instagram, they were very excited that I was speaking with you and Manadi today. And so I opened it up for some listener questions. And I have a couple here uh, specifically around dreams. Now, I'll ask them, but I also understand in asking that, you know, sometimes he might need more information that I don't have today. So we'll see how this goes. But from Vistado19, this listener asks, my ex keeps showing up in my dreams. We broke up a while ago. Why would my ex continue to show up in my dreams? A ver, este, en mundo material, cuando, cuando uno se separa, eh, se toma una decisión, se separan. Pero si todavía en el mundo espiritual están juntos, unidos, y como pasaron mucho tiempo, ellos se van a extrañar, los espíritus de cada uno de, de, de las personas. Y por eso ellos, eh, cuando duermen, iban a soñar. Porque la otra persona todavía está recordando. Puede que haga inconscientemente o, o también que haga conscientemente. ¿no? Entonces, cuando uno se recuerda ahí, uno se sueña con el ex. Y para que no siga así, si era un ex buena persona, pues sí, es bueno mantener esos sueños. Pero si era una, un, una pareja que no le dejó buena historia, mejor es ir cortando esos sueños. Cuando se sueña así, coges la almada, das la vuelta a otro lado y ese sueño cambia, ya no sueña más. 
Minari shares that in the material world, when it's time a partnership breaks up, we make a decision and we separate. But in the spirit world, the spirits might actually still be together. And the spirits, if slowly over time, because so many experiences were shared, the spirits might begin to actually miss each other. So what happens in the material world when we're dreaming with an ex, it actually likely means that the ex is thinking of us. It might be subcon in their subconscious or consciously, but that that person is maybe missing you or having a memory or thinking about you. And so if that was a good relationship, when that dream comes, and if you don't mind that they show up, that's okay. You can keep the dream. But if maybe that relationship wasn't supportive and you no longer want to dream with that person, in the night when you're having that dream to just start cutting it off, you just take the pillow and flip it over and you'll have a new dream. Mm, beautiful. I think that will be helpful for a lot of people, myself included. So I'm very grateful for that tip. This next question from at Jenny Lucci, I really enjoyed this. Again, specifically with dreams, she would love any insight on the explanation of messages that come in through dreams that involve the elements. So he doesn't have to cover all of them, but when it comes to messages entering with the element of fire or the element of wind, why might that be? Why are the elements with the message? Para recibir los mensajes, eh, los mensajes no se aparece directamente, viene una persona nos cuenta. Pero nos cuenta, nos puede, si es en palabras, es bastante complicado des, descifrar porque nos dan en códigos. Entonces, ese mensaje tenemos que trabajar mucho tiempo para traer al, al mundo espiritual. Esa era la pregunta, ¿no? Al, al mundo espiritual, no. Más como entendiendo qué significa cuando soñamos con, con los elementos, por ejemplo, fuego, um, el viento, agua, que eso lleva los mensajes en los sueños. Entonces, ¿qué significa cuando recibimos mensajes a través de los elementos? A ver, cuando nosotros soñamos con fuego, con, por ejemplo, eh, esos son eh, elementos que nos ayudan a entender que el día siguiente va a ser eh, el sol, va a aparecer el solazo un día lindo. Si nosotros eh, eh, soñamos otros elementos, puede ser un viento fuerte, ese es un poquito eh, recibir mensajes un poco chocantes el día siguiente. Eh, los elementos en el sueño eh, representan eh, lo que va a pasar el día siguiente, donde nuestras emociones que se preparen un poquito más. Si viene cualquier mensaje fuerte, que estemos preparados, porque en el sueño, cuando viene un viento, pues nos está chocando. Entonces, vemos que está moviendo los árboles. Esos son mensajes, eh, los ruidos, que va a llegar el, el mensaje con mucho ruido. Y eh, algunos elementos, eh, pongamos que si yo sueño encontrando una piedra, y a eso cambia. Yo cojo esa piedra, la llevo, cambia eso. Porque estoy llevando un espíritu de la piedra. Si yo sueño un elemento humano, una persona bien desconocida, aparece en mi sueño, una chica, se me acerca hacia mí y con, con, con mucha conexión bastante fuerte, 
y yo le tomo a ella, me acerca, el día siguiente le voy a encontrar una piedra que tiene vida. Y me puede servir para muchas cosas. Puede ser, si, si para los varones esas piedras nos sirve más para cacería y pesca. Y para las mujeres es más para sembrar y cosechar. Yeah. Um, all right. Menari shares that when we dream of the elements, they're helping us prepare for what's to come the next day. So as one example, if we dream with fire, that may represent that we're going to understand that tomorrow will be a sunny, beautiful day. But for example, if we dream with a really strong wind, a powerful wind, that will represent that a very strong message will come for us the next day. So we can prepare ourselves emotionally that if there's a big wind that comes or a big wind, maybe a lot of moving trees, the next day we might receive a message in our life that will cause some emotions or tension. And so therefore we can use that dream to help prepare for how we receive that message. Minari shares an example that, for example, if he finds a stone in the dream, and then if he picks that stone up, what he's actually doing is taking the spirit that that stone carries. And in the world of the jungle, that for a man can represent that they can use that spirit to then go hunting or fishing. Or for the women, the women can use that the spirit of that stone to have a good planting in their garden. Mm. And that when we have these noises, sometimes in the dream, many big noises come that also can just represent that what the messages that we're receiving or something that might come our way will be very noisy. And therefore we can use that to prepare ourselves. Mm, I love that. It's a beautiful tip for preparation. So I just want to let everyone know, um, because there's so much I want to be able to cover with Manari, uh, he offers what is called the Dream World Program which I'm a huge believer in and have immersed myself in uh, myself. And this next round of DreamWorld program opens on May 31st. So when this interview comes out, the doors to enroll will already be open. And I have a code, that code is ROCKSTAR10, that you can use at checkout. And that will not only get you a discount, but will also provide uh, a donation to the Zapata Nation, the peoples, the lands, um, to help preserve these these sacred ways and traditions. So again, it's dreamworldprogram.com because there's so much information. The course is so in-depth. There's different categories of dreams. And once you know the categories and you know how to better work with them and there's so much to get into. So I just want to let you all know um, if this is speaking to you, you can do the program. But I would love to open up the conversation to another talking point that he alluded to at the beginning, which is working with the spirits of sacred plants. And I myself have been very fortunate to work in an honoring way um, a number of times with grandmother medicine ayahuasca. And I would love to hear from Manati because he also has a sanctuary for ecotourism and healing retreats called, I believe it's pronounced NAKU, N-A-K-U. And so he has very in-depth knowledge with grandmother medicine and other plants. So my question for Manati 
is when someone is genuinely hearing the call of grandmother medicine, what does he feel are some of the most important things to keep in mind when entering into that sacred space to work with her? Is it the facilitator that's most important? Is it being in a safe, clean, energetic container when working with her? What are the most important things from his wisdom that people should keep in mind if they make the decision to work with her? A ver, para trabajar con el centro de NACU, nosotros trabajamos con, con dos intenciones. Uno es sanar al cuerpo, al espíritu, y otro es transformar la vida, cambiar la vida, para que puedan tener dos clases de, eh, dos clases de vida. Uno visto desde esta realidad, una vida, y otro visto desde mundo espiritual a esta realidad con otra visión a la vida. Entonces, si es así, trabajamos nosotros. Cuando ellos llegan la gente, primero lo que hacemos es le damos tabaco, limpiamos al cuerpo, llevamos a la cabaña y ahí ellos toman su cena y hablamos de cómo recordar el sueño. Duerme. El día siguiente limpiamos otra vez al cuerpo con carbón de chonta y ahí toman su desayuno y comenzamos a hablar sobre los sueños para poder interpretar. Con todo ese proceso lo que estamos haciendo es a la gente conectando con el mundo espiritual, con el mundo de la selva. Y eso es muy importante si una persona quiere hacer experiencia de IAONA, eso no es obligatorio, si alguien quiere experimentar y ver y a través de esta planta entrar en el mundo espiritual, eh, nosotros si la persona tiene sueños ya claros, recuerda los sueños, y esas personas están preparados para tomar ella una y entrar otra vez en ese mundo. Y para asegurar, nosotros preguntamos a las personas si no están tomando medicina de entre, antidepresión, están embarazadas o no están menstruando. Esas Tres cosas. Si ellos tienen esas tres cosas, no podemos decir que pueden tomar y a una, no podemos dar a una mujer que está menstruando porque la sangre va a salir mucho más. Entonces, no hay como arriesgar eso. La persona que está tomando pastilla antidepresivo, la medicina es muy fuerte y esa persona no podemos dar tampoco. Entonces, eh, con esas indicaciones, nosotros procedemos a dar ya una, dependiendo del tamaño de la persona, le damos la cantidad de ya una. No damos todos iguales, otro más poquito, otro más, un poquito más, y así. Si es una persona mediana igual que nosotros, le damos en medio. El efecto es lo mismo. Entonces, eh, con eso se entra en mundo 
espiritual en mundo de Maquijao, en mundo de Chahuano, para comenzar a ver lo que somos, lo que pensamos. Porque ya una lo que nos ayuda es entender de que mientras pensamos miles de cosas, no estamos viviendo bien. Si pensamos menos cosas, estamos bien con nuestro cuerpo. La medicina para cuidar al cuerpo es pensar menos y vivir con ese pensamiento menos. Cuando terminamos eso y vienen otras ideas, si acabamos esas ideas y vamos cambiando. Y una, es una escuela de cómo manejar más que todo nuestros pensamientos. Y ese pensamiento, cómo tenemos que conectar con nuestro corazón para asegurarnos la presencia de uno en esta tierra. Para eso nos ayuda. Manari. Manari shares with us that, for example, at Naku, at their healing center in the jungle, they have two intentions when they work with people. One intention is for the physical, the healing of the body, And another intention is for transforming somebody's life so that somebody can carry a vision of their life, both from the physical world, the material world, and also from the spirit world. So when people arrive to Naku, the very first thing that they do is they receive a cleansing, a cleansing with tobacco. And once they have that process and continue on to the Naku center, the site in the jungle, they'll have dinner and then they'll speak about their dreams, understanding how to remember your dreams. And then everybody will go to bed and in the morning, right upon waking up, receive another cleansing with the charcoal um, or the ash of the chanta plant, which is a type of palm. So another cleansing with the palm and with tobacco, and then they'll speak about their dreams. And when they speak about the dreams, what they're starting to understand is how that person is connected. And though eventually when it's time, they what they're doing that process is to really connect with the spirit world and connect with the world of the jungle. And they do offer the ceremony of Yauna, the ceremony of ayahuasca, but it's not mandatory. But for anybody that does want to participate in the ceremony, they're able to understand if the person's ready, if they're having clear dreams, if they're remembering their dreams and their dreams are clear, that gives the indication that that person is ready for the ceremony. Minari shares that There's a few people that they wouldn't recommend working with in the ceremony. That is if somebody is taking antidepressants, if somebody is menstruating or is pregnant. And that's because if somebody is taking antidepressants, the effect of the medicine will be too intense. And if somebody is menstruating, they'll begin to bleed much more strongly and become weak. So they would not work with, uh, have a ceremony with people if they're in that state. So they would understand where everybody is at before entering the ceremony so that it's not creating a situation of risk. And when it comes time for the ceremony, they understand the measurement for each person based on their size. So they'll look at each person and see, are you a small person? Are you a bigger person? And intuitively pour the size of the ayahuasca to serve them. And they'll receive the experience because it's a spirit, but they'll receive the, the amount that they need. And in that process, Minari shares that ayahuasca is a school for how to work with your thoughts, how to understand your thoughts. Because when we're in ceremony, we really start to see what are our thoughts. If somebody is full of thoughts, they're actually not well. 
And the, the, what we really want to start begin to work with is having less thoughts in our life to really be present in our physical experience. So in the process of the school of ayahuasca, the school of Yana, we begin to understand how to connect our thoughts with our heart, connect our mind with our heart so that we can actually have a better life continuing on this physical plane. Beautiful. Thank you. So my last question with this particular medicine before I do a couple last listener questions, and then we can do the closing ceremony. For me, I know personally and also teach the importance of truly integrating and becoming more and more embodied through awarenesses that we have in ceremonies like working with grandmother medicine. So because I know there are a lot of people that might sit in ceremony after ceremony after ceremony, but no real change ever seems to get implemented. So I guess my question for Manadi is um, whatever thoughts or wisdoms he has on the importance, does he also hold integration at the same level of importance? And why is it so important to actually apply the teachings that came in during ceremonies such as working with ayahuasca? Hacer experiencia de tomar yauna, yauna en sí como la planta es medicina. Es bueno para estrés, sirve también para ansiedad, nos cura esas cosas nos aclara, porque eh, con este cuerpo vivo, tomándose ya una con ayuda de Dios, entras en el mundo espiritual. Eso te equilibra bastante. Eh, tomar ya una, lo más importante es el manejar el pensamiento, no pensar muchas cosas, sino menos, y así también equilibramos nuestra vida. Pero si en esa experiencia vimos algunas visiones, visiones, puede ser visiones para nuestra vida, o puede ser visiones para nuestros familiares, o si nosotros vimos una visión como nuestra vida se fue por un camino tan lindo, se abrió en ese mundo, y, y esos conocimientos hay que guardar muy bien nuestra cabecita, y procesar en nuestros corazones, en nuestras emociones. Porque cuando salimos de la selva, vamos donde vivimos, del, de donde venimos nosotros, llegamos en nuestra casa y, y esa sanación y esa transformación va a durar máximo eh, 15 días, algunos, algunos mantendrán 6, 3 meses. Entonces, lo más importante es que, que nunca olvides esa conexión. Si viene una idea que, que te está afectando, te comienza a molestar, simplemente recuerda la visión que tuviste en la selva y conectas con esa visión, el cuerpo se tranquiliza. Te calma. La idea que estaba viniendo con mucha fuerza y se va. El cuerpo sigue viviendo. Entonces, eh, para eso eh, sirve la experiencia cuando uno se va a la selva y regresa a la ciudad y también se integra todo lo que uno se aprende 
pero no para poner en práctica cómo se vive allá. Integrar y procesar es como nosotros vivimos de donde, eh, supongamos un ejemplo que hemos oído desde de Nueva York, de un edificio de 100 pisos, 200 pisos, pues tiene que adaptarse a esa cultura, a esa vida, la sabiduría solamente hay que llevar la esencia de la vida para uno, más que todo las visiones. Eso es lo que nos va a guiar, porque esa visión es de cada una de las personas que tomaron yama. Y nosotros simplemente orientamos y explicamos en qué momento deben recordar esas visiones y si, eh, si no es necesario, mejor no recordar, porque ya están bien. Entonces, eh, eh, para eso sirven las experiencias de Yaum. Mitzaha Menari. Menari shares that first and foremost, when somebody is in a ceremony of ayahuasca, ayahuasca is a medicine. So ayahuasca will help support the healing of stress, of anxiety, will help clarify many things in the body. So when somebody's in ceremony, they're taking a medicine, they're receiving a medicine that will help bring us back into balance. And the most important thing, as he mentioned, is to understand how to begin to work and control our thoughts, to have less thoughts. And Minari shares that, for example, if we see visions in our ceremony, whether it's for our own life, for our family, for something that's opening for the world, that we need to guard that vision in our mind and also in our heart, process it in our heart and our emotions, and that we keep that vision with us. So that when we go back to our, our life, let's say if you're, for example, as he's sharing, doing a ceremony with his community, with him in the jungle, we don't live in the jungle. So when we go back to our life, whether it's in a city or wherever we live, we need, that's the essence that we need to carry with us. That for many people, the, the essence of the ceremony maybe lasts 15 days, or for some people, they can extend it to three months. They can keep that with them for three months. But the most important thing is to just never forget that essence. So if we come to a moment in our life where something's really difficult or hard, all we have to do is reconnect with the vision that we had, and that will immediately calm the body. And Minari reminds us that it, for example, going into the jungle is not to learn how to live in the jungle. It's to really just carry the essence back with you. And he shares that, let's say you live in New York and you live in a building that's a hundred floors. You need to learn to adapt to that environment. We don't need to learn to live how we live in the jungle because it's different, but that we can always reconnect with the essence and the medicine and the vision. And that the job of the guide, the job that they do in the jungle is just help people orient and guide and remind them of when it's when to reactivate the vision or that medicine that they need whenever they need it. And for some people, they maybe won't need to reconnect with that. And that's okay too. But for the majority of us, all we have to do is reconnect with that, the essence, the medicine that we received, and that will serve our body in whatever we're environment we're in at any point. Okay, I'll just do two listener questions to round out uh, the conversation. And the first listener question is from Juliet Silva Yi. And she asks, uh, we're obviously here in a time of great awakening. And she's curious, what is the most powerful thing that we can do to 
be a conscious co-creator in raising the healing frequency of earth? Is it to plant certain herbs or trees? Is it to send prayers from his perspective right now? What would be the most powerful thing we can do to assist in the awakening? In este momento de despertar, lo que la tierra está pidiendo es alinearnos en su proceso de cambio. Porque la Tierra nos está avisando cuando hace terremotos, desastres naturales, cuando hay erupciones de montañas. En ese momento nos está diciendo que ya estoy comenzando a renovar la vida. Y si nosotros no estamos conscientes a esos cambios, y, y estamos pensando en, en otra cosa, entonces no estamos alineándonos en ese cambio. Porque vamos a comenzar a pensar cosas mucho más complicadas. Pero si nosotros conectamos con esa fuerza de transformación de la Tierra, porque necesita eh, eh, enfriar la Tierra, porque está calentando mucho, pues tiene que hacerse un movimiento para menorar a ciertas personas, a matar a algunas personas, no solo a humanos, a muchos otros seres, y ahí comienza a equilibrar. Entonces, en ese equilibrio nosotros tenemos que conectarnos para seguir ese camino, nuestras emociones van a estar muy claras. Y para eso nos sirve dormir y recordar el sueño y para guiarnos con eso. La naturaleza sabe cómo procesar eh, eh, la vida de nosotros. Eh, si ponemos otro ejemplo, por ejemplo, si yo tengo muchas pulgas en mi cabeza, si tengo cinco, están bien, no me molestan, pero ¿qué pasaría si yo tengo... 200 pulgas en mi cabeza me están picando, molestando y no puedo estar tranquilo. Pues, ¿qué hago yo? Pues digo, ahora se me va a tocar eliminar, pues, ¿no? Pues cojo painilla, le saco, le voy sacando. Mientras menos, me molestan menos y yo puedo estar más tranquilo. Entonces, con ese ejemplo, la tierra lo que hace es, si hay una especie demasiado, pero sin darnos cuenta que sin darnos un golpe muy fuerte, lo que va a hacer es un terremoto en una parte donde estamos viviendo y un terremoto muy fuerte puede venir una porción del agua debajo de la, del mar, viene la ola fuerte y nos elimina una parte de la tierra, como pasó en, creo que pasó en Filipinas, Pasó ahí un desastre. Comezas así, naturales, sin eh, reforzar, como sin darnos golpe fuerte. Nos está dando golpes fuertes, mensajes fuertes, pero muy bajo. Y nosotros no nos vamos a dar cuenta. Entonces, para eso nos sirve muchísimo dormir, recordar el sueño, y con eso nos vamos a guiarnos. Mi forma de entender, mi actuación comienza a alinear con ese cambio. 
Y yo no estoy oponiendo ese cambio, yo estoy alineado a ese cambio y comienzo a vivir. Entonces, eso es lo más lindo que nos puede pasar como humanos, porque tenemos que entender esos cambios. Hay veces cuando no queremos entender, eh, nos dificultamos porque comenzamos a imaginar cosas. Fin del mundo, explosión de la Tierra, esas cosas nunca van a pasar. Lo que va a pasar es cambiar de una vida a otra vida y vamos a vivir en esta misma Tierra y apareceremos otra vez como humanos. Y así vamos a seguir viviendo en esta Tierra. Lenari shares that right now the earth is asking for us to align with the changes that are happening. So as we see, there's many things that we're labeling as natural disasters. Maybe it's an earthquake, a hurricane, that many of these big changes, these big, loud experiences are happening. And that's the earth finding balance within herself. So what we actually need to be doing is aligning ourselves with these changes that one really important way that we can do that is actually by going to sleep and remembering our dreams. And through the remembering, we'll actually receive the exact instructions about what kind of actions we should be taking. Minari shares that we need to be understanding the changes that are happening. And if we're not, many people don't really want to understand. And then that's when we start imagining things. So maybe people talk about that the world's going to end or different things are going to happen and that's not going to happen that there's just going to be a change from one life to another life, and then life will reappear again. And he gives the example that, for example, let's say he and his head had a lot of fleas, like a few fleas, it wouldn't bother him. But if all of a sudden there are many fleas in his hair and his head, he would feel he wouldn't be able to feel calm in his body. So he would take each flea out one at a time. And that's actually what's happening with these natural disasters that, for example, if a big hurricane comes or a big eruption and a big wave comes and takes out a whole chunk of land and maybe some people with it, we need to understand that humans are just one species. So there's many species. And maybe if one species is too much, the earth will find that regulation will bring that species or that situation into balance. So in the same way with taking out some of the fleas so that the body can feel at ease, the earth is going through that process. And what our responsibility to do is simply to come into alignment with the change that is happening naturally on the earth. Mm, that makes sense. Thank you so much. Okay. The final listener question. I was thinking of skipping over it, but it does, it does feel important to bring up. At Heyday asks, what are the special or unique qualities that the Saparan Nation values or recognizes in women? Nosotros a, a las mujeres le val, valoramos eh, cuando un hombre piensa tener un guagua, solo piensa. Y si están con pareja, piensan los dos. Uno dice, ah, mira, yo quiero tener un guau. Pero es, es el aire, no se ve. Y después, dice, ese pensamiento, ese sentimiento que sentimos, y, y se transforma dentro de la mamá y un ser y con su propio espíritu. Cuando hablamos, creamos un espíritu, un ser invisible, 
Y cuando hay esta relación con la mamá, entra en el vientre este espíritu y transforma visible. Y sale otro ser, otro personita, otro humano, con su propio espíritu y comienza a vivir. Entonces, para nosotros, las mujeres son personas que dan la vida, son como, como dioses de nosotros, porque ellas son los que crean los nuevos espíritus. Entonces tienen mucho, mucho poder, mucha fuerza para nosotros en la selva y asimismo en el mundo espiritual. Y para nosotros, en, en este mundo, en ese en mundo material, en mundo espiritual, hay hombres y mujeres, espíritus, para poder equilibrar la vida. Entonces, tiene un valor. No hay diferencia porque es una mujer, eh, no puede ser un líder espiritual, ¿no? Tiene el mismo derecho de ser igual que hombre. Puede ser una autoridad, puede liderar, puede caminar, todo puede ser. Entonces, eh, eh, si hablamos a las mujeres con, con esa visión de la vida, para nosotros su presencia, su forma de ser, y siempre miramos que es nuestra madre, igual que la tierra. Manari shares first that, for example, if a man wants to have a child, it's something that he thinks about, but that's just air. Nothing actually can happen with that. And let's say this man has a partner and they speak about it together and decide to that they want to have a child, that within that with a woman, the thought actually transforms into a spirit it a spirit of its own. So for example, we speak about these things and then that creates an invisible spirit. And then within the womb of the woman that transforms into a physical being that then comes into the world and carries its own spirit. And what that really is sharing is that women are those that give life for the Sapara women are goddesses because they're the ones that create new life. They carry a tremendous amount of power and strength in the jungle as well as in the spirit world. Vimanari shares that both in the material world and in the spirit world, men and women exist because we need the balance and that there really isn't a difference in terms of what we can do. And he shares that, for example, women in their community can also be political leaders, can also be spirit guides. There isn't anything that a man can be that a woman can't be but that the most important thing is the creation of life. And that when they see any woman, they see their own mother and that's also the mother earth. Mm. Oh, yes, indeed. That was, I'm glad I asked that. That was good medicine for my own being and heart. So, okay, um, we can voyage into the, the closing ceremony. I w do wonder because um, from, my information that I've gathered, and I'm not sure if it's accurate, um, there's just a few people left that speak the ancient Sapara language. 
And so I wondered if you would be open to, as we enter into his closing ceremony, if he could share just to do my part and our part to keep the language alive. I wondered if there would even be just a couple of um, the ancient words from the ancient language he could share aloud so that we help it stay alive. Um, Charatu Kasuma Ichumu. Bueno, bueno, estoy diciendo que yo soy Zapara, mi nombre es Manal. Estoy diciendo, les invito a tomar chicha con nosotros. Y nosotros, eh, en nuestro idioma, está en peligro de desaparecer, pero ahora estamos haciendo algunos programas. Eh, dedicado para enseñar la sabiduría de la selva a través de un programa que se llama Shimaka y ahí hay una cinco personas que van a aprender a hablar idioma zapara. Hasta ahora tenemos los mayores que hablan y tenemos cuatro profesores que hablan idioma zapara. Ellos enseñan en idioma zapara los cantos las historias y también nosotros tenemos traducido en idioma zapara declaración de derechos humanos eh, universal está traducido en idioma zapara entonces eh, estaba en un momento que nosotros sentíamos que nuestro idioma va a desaparecer pero buscamos varias estrategias y ahora el camino correcto que hemos encontrado es valorar nuestro conocimiento. Si valoramos nuestro conocimiento con la misma línea, vamos a comenzar a aprender nuestro idioma. Uitaha. Uitaha Manari. Manari's opening introduction was sharing, Hello, my name is Manari Ushiwa. I come from the Zapata Nation, and I invite you to drink chicha with us. Chicha is a fermented beverage made out of chewed up um, yuca that the women prepare, and that is one of the main sustenances of the communities and also a celebratory. It's the, it's the food, it's the drink. So that was an invitation for people to come drink chicha. And Minari sharing that what they are doing in the community right now is they're creating a new program that's called Shimaka, which is to teach the wisdom of the jungle. And right now the elders still speak the Zapata language and there's four teachers that also speak it. And they're teaching that to the youth. They're teaching that through song and through stories and that they also even have the universal declaration of human rights from the UN translated in the Zapata language and that they did feel that their language might be disappearing. And for that reason, they created these different strategies so that they would relearn the language. And Minari shares that if they value the wisdom, they will be able to recuperate that. And just to share from myself, the Sapara speak uh, in their communities Quechua. So they don't speak Spanish within their own communities. They do speak an indigenous language, which is called Quechua, uh, that was adopted from other communities for reasons of survival. And through that process, they are recovering their own indigenous language. So the elders, that are in the community speak both Quechua and Zapata 
and now they're teaching the young, the youth generation to, to relearn the Zapata language as well. And for them, Spanish would either be a second or a third language to be able to communicate with the outside world. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That felt important. I've, you know, experienced uh, ancient languages and the transmissions that they hold. It's always been so heart and soul opening for me. So I wanted the listeners to be able to have that opportunity as well. So we will enter into whatever he feels called to close out our ceremony time together. We're going to close our eyes and breathe. Sayawan, 
We'll breathe and slowly open the eyes. Thank you. It's hard for me to, I wanted to stay in that world he had created. I was like, my eyes did not want to quite open yet. Thank you so, so much to both of you for all of this time and energy that you've put in to make this interview happen and just in general in life, both of your devotions to all the goodness that you help to bring and, and activate in the world. And if you could please share with people the best websites, both in general to work with him, with the spirits of plants and to also um, the Dream World program. So thank you so much also, Allison, for opening this platform, this space and giving space to share this wisdom, share space about the spirit world. If you'd like to connect with the Dream World program um, or just receive daily doses of dream knowledge, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Dream World Program. And to find out more about our course and other offerings that we have, you can find that out at dreamworldprogram.com. Minari's Instagram and also TikTok is Minari Ushigwa at Minari Ushigwa, M-A-N-A-R-I-U-S-H-I-G-U-A. And Minari also offers uh, one-to-one dream interpretations and virtual healing sessions and private ceremonies. You can also learn more about that on his website, minariushigwa.com. And if you're curious to visit the jungle, the Naku Center is waiting for you. And all the details for Naku are on the Naku website, which is naku.com.ec, like Ecuador. And that's also the handle on Instagram at naku.com com.ec. Blessings, blessings to infinity and beyond. I'm so deeply grateful. Yes, I received so much through this time together. So just bowing and thanks again and gratitude to both of you. Muchas gracias. Thank you. And thank you, beautiful soul family, for sitting with us once again. What a mystical, wondrous weaving this was. And we'll put all of this information in the show notes. You have easy access to all of it. And we will sit with you again next time. Woo! What a beautiful, powerful voyage that was. It truly 
brings me so much joy and activates and lights me up to be able to sit with these incredible teachers, leaders, and masters from all over the world. So to learn more about them, just head to my website where all of the show notes and their details are listed. That's alisoncharles.com, A-L-Y-S-O-N-C-H-A-R-L-E-S.com. And remember, what makes Ceremony Circle Podcast so unique is that at the end of every single episode, you're able to immerse in a potent guided ritual practice or ceremony for your empowerment. So please feel free to make note of the practices that you really resonate with, the ones that really light up your soul and come back to those episodes anytime, any day. You can use them as your daily practices. And I recommend starting your day with one of them at your altar space. Ah, it's been an honor voyaging with you today, and I would so truly appreciate if you'd open your heart to take a quick few seconds to drop a review on Apple, sharing what you love most or appreciate most about Ceremony Circle Podcast. Receiving those reviews is so helpful and allows us to continue to share this valuable content. And don't forget, if you haven't already gotten your copy of my new best-selling book, Animal Power, you can do so anywhere books are sold, or I most recommend going to my website. Again, that's allisoncharles.com backslash animal power, because when you purchase for you and your friends there, you get a free video guided shamanic journey to meet your current power animal that I facilitate. Animal Power Book is a modern day compendium featuring 100 different power animals, what each animal represents, their wisdom messages for you, guided practices and stories from all over the world. I personally put the book up to my heart each morning at my altar, and I ask which animal most wants to work with me that day. And then I simply close my eyes and flip the book open to the page I'm guided. And let me tell you, I have been deeply moved to tears on many occasions, and I can't wait for you to experience it as well. I worked on this book for many, many years, and it's now my greatest honor to have it available for you. So anytime animals reveal themselves for you, you can just head to Animal Power Book and see what that animal is trying to get your attention for. All right, Soul Fam, let's unite again in our next episode coming out next week so we can sit together and continue to activate greater consciousness energies for everyone. Much love. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only, and my intention is not to provide medical advice or diagnosis. You should always consult a health professional before making drastic changes to your diet or lifestyle.